Ignorance is the official language of Washington, D.C. I'm here to challenge you to a match. When it comes to standing up for the American people, I am ready to rumble. I think that we may need a wrestler in the White House. Hello everyone, welcome to the Great American Bash. My name is Brandon Weatherby. My name is Chris Kelly. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2020, uh, and this is our first episode in quite a while because I thought that wrestling wasn't very fun because we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Now, Chris, did you think wrestling has been fun these last few months? I didn't either because I haven't been watching. I've just been uh, following along on the usual uh, places on the internet, but Mm -hmm. it turns out something where the audience is, you know how people, the cliche of like, oh, New York is really a character in my screenplay. Uh, It turns out the audience really is a character in wrestling and you don't have one. It's very weird. And even when you do have one, it's still kind of weird. Uh, this is a sh- this is a podcast about the intersections of professional wrestling and presidential politics. And the last time we recorded this was in uh, early April. It was just after uh, WrestleMania at the Performance Center. And since then, uh, not much has actually happened that's interesting in the wrestling ring. But outside of the wrestling ring, is uh, I'd say it's is it a monumental shift? Yeah, I think so. Between the, the pandemic kind of which we talked about leading into WrestleMania and how that was going to be different and it, it was very different um, and then the last uh, coming up on a month of kind of uh, protests and action around the globe in response to uh, racial inequality and justice it's a it's a weird time and so wrestling has been definitely on the back burner uh, for us and I think for the 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 viewing population, but this week has been pretty busy and it started to crop back up again. Absolutely. This is the week that something that is always sort sort of like baseball. Like I've, I've wanted major league baseball back. It might be coming back. Now there's news of it coming back. So I'm going to be paying a little bit more attention to major league baseball. Something caught our attention. Now we've been producing the great American bash podcast since the summer of 2016, leading up to the Republican national convention and since then, we've produced over 100 episodes, featured quite a bit of WWE talent um, and, and some AEW talent, for that matter. And all of a sudden, uh, in the last few days, people have been mentioning us in Twitter uh, for a very obvious reason. Yes. So NXT will be running the Great American Bash, a two-week event, uh, July 1st and July 8th. That's their two of their Wednesday shows on the USA Network. Uh, characters are welcome there, and uh, that those dates happen to coincide with AEW's Fighter Fest, which are on the same time and the same time slot on uh, TNT or TBS. So the Great American Bash is the name of this show for obvious reasons. The Great American Bash was a WCW pay per view. Uh, the brainchild and N- NWA. Dusty, NWA. That, yeah. I apologize, and of one Dusty Rhodes who uh, has passed away, and his son is one of the founders of AEW. Uh, part of Fighter Fest, and Fighter Fest essentially is their version of the Great American Bash, sim- similar gimmicks, and all of a sudden it's back, and uh, it makes me think that we are probably going to get a cease and desist letter anytime <laughs> coming to Yeah, we have to do this to get right back on their radar, to get that cease and desist, so we can frame it on the wall next to, I'm sure you have framed on your wall, the letter from, from President Trump, the WWE Hall of Famer in the White House, uh, congratulating us on all the money he sent us. I'm sure you've framed yours over the mantle, right? 
Listen, the only things I frame are my uh, quarterly WWE earnings projections because I'm a yeah. stockholder, baby. Anyways, um, so for a long time, this show was part of the WW, WGN, uh, <laughs> WGN radio network. So uh, we started doing the show in the summer of 2016, and in December of 2017, we got taken under that umbrella, and then our connection there, our Cody Rhodes – of WGN Radio was unceremoniously <laughs> let go in late future 2019, endeavored. and we were future endeavored soon thereafter. Yeah. So we are back on the indies, and the, I want to read this email that I sent to uh, the former WGN Radio VP of Content and Programming. I'm not going to reveal his name. He was always cool to us, but this is the email I sent him. As of today, according to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, the name is trademarked under WWE for, quote, clothing, namely T-shirts, shorts, caps, and jackets, end quote, and, quote, television programming in the nature of ongoing wrestling events, end quote. Three other trademarks for words, letters, and or no numbers in stylized forms, pre-recorded video cassettes featuring wrestling events, and, quote, promoting, producing, and presenting professional wrestling matches have expired. And uh, they haven't used this as a pay-per-view name since 2008 and haven't used it on television since 2012. We knew this when we named it, and we're okay with the risk since we have zero plans to produce any wrestling programming. The WGN Radio VP of Content and Programming said, that's totally cool with us. It's disappointing that you're not producing any wrestling programming. <laughs> Little did he know that uh, <laughs> soon thereafter, the WGN would be uh, helping to produce uh, All In. Yes. Um, the precursor to the uh, All Elite Wrestling and the, the competitor to the WWE. Um, so, yeah, so we have the name. We've been working under this name for obvious reasons. And, yeah, it's it's funny when they bring back uh wwe bought wcw's assets uh in 2001 and i'm just gonna wing it on that one and they've they have all the wcw things they've used them uh sparingly they've done star casts uh or starcades excuse me and great american bash another one that uh the aw ended up doing bash at the beach so a lot of these things, um, there's a lot of trademarks that WCW had that were, you know, if not liter literally intellectual property of Dusty Rhodes, they were his brain children and his mm -hmm. real children, Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin, uh, they were hoping to use some of these, like War Games, which they used in spirit, if not name, because WWE is still using War Games. Uh, they were going to do Blood and Guts in March, um, and that event did not happen. Um because of uh, coronavirus, and you can't have ten guys uh, breathing, breathing and bleeding on each other during a global pandemic. Which leads us to—I don't even know if this is the big show of the week. I feel like these are equally important. Uh, we're back to COVID news. Yes, um, these events that are happening. I mean, uh, WWE continues to run not just NXT on Wednesdays against AEW, which they put on TV to kind of try to squash at AEW. AEW's beat them in the ratings most weeks. They're still running the Raw and SmackDown program, which they tape, like we said, at the Performance Center in Orlando. Um, but yeah, at these events, thanks to COVID, we really don't know uh, who's going to show up on TV on either show. Um, there's been a lot of people since they've been doing this, WWE talent who has not appeared on TV because they do not want to take the risk. Hold of on. Being I wouldn't infected. say a lot. There's there's really there's only, enough. There's only there's three enough. people, and one of them is a, is a very recent... Uh, uh, pull out. Roman That's Reigns fair. has been gone since the start. Roman Reigns is a cancer survivor, super high at risk. The other is Sami Zayn. And a small child at home, which he has said his doctors actually say it's okay, but he has the kid at home and he's not willing to 
to do that, which makes total sense. We're we are both fathers, and we're not uh, going to the performance center anytime <laughs> soon uh, for that re- specifically that reason. Um, but this is now they've the WWE a week ago or a couple weeks ago they had a um, someone in the performance center uh, tested positive for COVID. They postponed some tapings. They kind of reassess. They want to keep doing these shows uh, in the letter of the law, which in Florida doesn't exist. Um, but then after that. Uh, there's been news in the last couple days that uh, wrestlers and staff were repe- reportedly informed over the weekend of an additional confirmed cases in the company advised to get retested because at least three and as many as two dozen have tested <laughs> positive, which is a wide range. So, so it's three might to be three. Three names have already come out officially, uh, yes. none of which are in-ring talent. Renee Young, uh, one of the most popular personalities in all of professional wrestling. Definitely. Uh, she came out yesterday morning or this morning Mm -hmm. yesterday morning saying she is tested positive for COVID-19 the same week that her WWE backstage show is canceled slash cut back dramatically. The other is Kayla Braxton uh, who has COVID a second time, which is nuts. Which she then deleted because I'm sure the company is like ixnay on having COVID twice. (laughs) Let's let's not. And the other is a producer. So as of now, we don't know the names of any in-ring talent. That have but up to two dozen. If you exactly. uh, follow it along with the shows, I mean, they they aren't they're featuring kind of a very stripped down bear. Before this, we talked about this, I believe, last time. Uh, much of kind of extra talent and talent on the fringes had been cut as a uh, they were let go right as the pandemic was making their job impossible, making it impossible to find employment elsewhere. They were all let go. Uh, some of them have popped up on AEW and other places, but a lot of them are still on the couch. And um, so they actually have a pretty thin roster. If you read recaps, it's the same kind of mm-hmm. same people uh, cycling through matches. Um, so, yes, the fact that up to 24 people have it or have tested positive for it, they did a thing a couple weeks ago. Did you see how they had uh, friends and family in the crowd? Yes, we'll get to just... that in a second. Okay. But we're yeah. already like almost 10 minutes into a podcast about presidential politics and professional wrestling. And we've barely mentioned presidential politics. I, if, if people don't see the obvious connection between this and the recent rally in Tulsa, uh, there it is. That's the connection (laughs) when, when the guy wants to throw the event and you can't fill the arena and everyone is socially distanced on accident and your own staff is infected and then now Secret Service is also being told to quarantine. Um, th- there's your connection there. So we can there's move back connection. to the we can move back to the squared circle. I sure. just wanted to make and it clear that this is not just about wrestling. Sometimes the comparisons are so obvious. They're just literally the same. Yeah, and I mean, as uh, with the states and you know the federal government, the show must go on. Uh, you know, no matter the cost, we're going to do these shows. We're going to open the economy. I mean, the the connections are pretty tight there. And as we talked about on our our last episode, I believe, um, the connections kind of between Vince McMahon's wife Linda, who runs a the the Super PAC, the pro Trump Super PAC, giving a lot of money to the metro areas that would be benefiting from them running shows just in time for them to to start. Well, not shows, but to to be taping. Um, you know. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. It's pretty one-to-one. Uh, and yeah, like you said, the the big names that they are, the WWE is missing out on is Roman Reigns, someone who they've you know tried to build the company around for the last several years. And then Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens also not participating. Um, they've, the, the, the scuttlebutt, the dirt sheet rumor is that, you know, they've been told, hey, if you don't want to participate, mm-hmm. you will not be penalized. 
Um, if you know anything about uh, the WWE and Vince McMahon, these people will be penalized. Yeah. So just wait when they get back and they start losing and having cups of pee thrown in their face and end up in a dumpster, uh, kicked in the balls. This will be why is because there like will be three people that could get away with doing whatever they want because they believe in it. It's Brock Lesnar, the rock and Cena and everyone else, including, sure, and, including undertaker, everyone else could be pushed. Yeah, and, and Cena has not, I mean, Rock is not a, Rock is, shows up when he wants, Lesnar shows up when he wants, uh, and Lesnar's still a con- contracted employee. Cena has, uh, since he, I think, lost the Firehouse match, the Firefly match. He disappeared match. from this reality. He disappeared, yes. Um, he didn't know what year it was at the end of the season, and he disappeared. Um, and then Undertaker starred in his little documentary. But yeah, all those guys, they're not being called uh, to be on Monday or Friday TV. So yeah, not, these are, these are major talents and especially for us, for the stuff we like, but you know, that's not like a huge revolt. It's not anything close to a, a union no. saying, Hey, maybe we shouldn't uh, be, be doing this during COVID. But then again, sports, real sports where the, the uh, it's not predetermined, their unions aren't doing a great job preventing them from having to live in a bubble in Orlando either. So you know, maybe the WWE is a trendsetter in that way. The the idea of live events to me right now is mm-hmm. very absurd, and maybe that's because we're in a bubble. We're in Washington D.C. And, and we're in phase two of a reopening, and um, it doesn't seem like anything indoors right now is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. That being said. Both AEW and WWE have had uh, fans slash friends and family in the audience at recent tapings. And one of the things that completely blows my mind that WWE encouraged people not to wear masks. People were not allowed to wear masks indoors because, and I kind of understand it, that you want the sense of normalcy. Sure. Wrestling is the only thing where masks are encouraged for certain performers and literally every single performer could wear a brand new custom mask that WWE and or AEW could sell. The The lack of foresight for merchandising is mind-blowing to me. For a company that will put their name on literally anything, that they're not putting them on masks is crazy. And not only the, the Lucha tradition, but you think about the merchandising WWE. The fact that they once had... Brock, or excuse me, they once had Braun Strowman flip a car because they had a toy where he broke a car in half. Um, you know, the foresight is there. I mean, that was a toy they had to produce exactly. in a factory, you know, in Southeast Asia, I'm sure. But they, they getting masks up and running, uh, if you remember when the Shield was still a thing and yes. all three of those wrestlers, they wore these motocross masks that were very, I mean, they're a little, uh, Blue Lives Matter with the Punisher look, the skull look, sure. but they could they could be out in those. They could be the the Lucha thing is right there. I mean, yeah, there's no reason they couldn't be selling these masks. And to be honest, I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I said I haven't Googled Lucha COVID mask. So well, they do have you know, but, they do have uh, WWE does have facial masks available for sale. Like you could get like the nose down cane mask or whatever. But just sell the full face mask, guys. Like the the there's money here. <laughs> Would Brent? Would you go out if it was safe? Uh, would you go out in the fiend full face mask? If no, it because was a, I don't like 
I don't like the fiend. I would go out in a full Mysterio mask. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the ones that are available. I have to say the Oscar face mask is okay. I'd go in that one. Yeah. Um, Triple H's face mask is okay if you're a police officer because yeah. it looks like uh, white pride stuff going on. Don't like it. Um, I think there's a new day. The mask? Mustafa Ali one is okay because he wears the Sub Zero light up mask. The um, only actual former cop mask you're cool with. You know, he actually, if you've seen his statements, that's I part of why he's no longer a police officer is because you can't reform a broken system. Abolish the police. Um, so, yeah, so these the show will go on WWE, AEW, whether it's Great American Bash or Fighter Fest, you know, whether or not certain wrestlers are there. You know, John Moxley, like uh, Renee Young's husband, is the AEW champion, he's been, was pulled from AEW last week. So will he be facing off against Brian Cage? Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe by July 8th, that'll be two weeks of quarantine. And, uh, he's probably put his body worse through worse things than COVID. So maybe he'll be there. Um, this is the kind of part, the part of the show where we have to be a little more serious than our usual tone. Um, the wrestling world in the last week has also had its own kind of me too movement, uh, moment while this is all happening. Uh, if you want to look on Twitter or on social media for speaking out, um, seemingly hundreds maybe uh of people calling out sexual assault abuse harassment throughout wrestling that's wwe AEW, ring of honor impact the big ones that are on tv mm -hmm. down to your local indies and seemingly entire british wrestling scene yeah um naming you know there's we we just called out a few names not you know and not to highlight the the actual allegations but the names that were where there are people named that you would know brock lesnar uh, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, on the Indies, Joey Ryan, Marty Skrull, Jimmy Havoc. Oh, some of these guys are AW. Jimmy Havoc, Sammy Guevara, Mike Quackenbush, the founder of Chikara, uh, Dave Christ at Impact, many, many more. Um, and it's a it's kind of a staggering number as people kind of you know when you start seeing all the the Notepad uh, screenshots in Twitter and people with pretty serious allegations uh, against these people. Um, well, Chris, just make it clear. Chris yeah. just named like nine guys from across it, and he's not lying when he says like seemingly all of the British Indies. Because uh, I was watching a few dozen reports today, there were literally ten guys from one organization mm -hmm. that was just and that, and they're not even folding. Unlike Chikara, who's folding, but right, it this is massive. But is this massive in the same way that in six months? No one will even remember, like the Velveteen Dream allegation, for example. That didn't. That was in April, but right, and that and now it kind of resurfaces as part of this. Mm -hmm. And some of these have been previous, and I mean, some of these things, not to I, you know, not to highlight, but I mean, you know, this is kind of like in the comedy world, which this has a lot of also had a kind of moment like this in the last week after Crystalia, uh, you know, allegations came out in mass, and you know, I think the not to make light of it, but one person said about Crystalia, like you know, it's always. You know, with these things, it's always the person you suspect. And uh, you have to say, when you see someone like Joey Ryan, whose gimmick is, I'm a porn star, I do a thing called the boobplex, I make my opponents, male or female, grab my penis. You know, the idea that we always say is, and that wrestlers always say, is that the, the gimmick is the personality turned to 11. So it's very tough to be like, who could have seen this coming? Um, you know, and, and just the kind of traveling circus carnival uh, world of wrestling um, and also the circling of the wagons you know it's something we're seeing and we've continued to see but especially now with 
uh, as we're seeing what the police do around the world, you know, there's that thin blue line of wrestling. You know, people don't want to speak out against these guys. It's just boys being boys. But mm-hmm. it's so uh, pervasive uh, at every level. And, you know, this is these are all serious allegations and all you know of a variety of, of ways that yeah some the of them are like the marty Skrull one is a weird one because it's like well it was technically legal because we were in great britain and I, at the time uh i didn't check her id until afterwards or blah 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 sure and then the the sammy guevara one is like well that was just on a podcast when he was he alive. said he made a rape joke about another wrestler on a mm-hmm. podcast and they've since kind of publicly you know reassessed it and he's on he, you know aw made a statement where he's basically not being paid and mm-hmm to go substitute training but then there's just ones that are going to get totally swept on the rug matt matt riddle who just debuted on smackdown who is a big future star for them velvety dream a big future star for them so you know this and this is where the political thing comes like you said is this a thing that people talk about once again we've talked about this in in the book we wrote but also on the podcast a lot because of where wrestling is in the culture where hey isn't that that fake fighting mm-hmm. people don't take it seriously so when when wrestlers are, are dying and and killing themselves and killing others it it doesn't always get the attention because or when a wrestling company is the main avenue through which the president launders money it's not taken seriously as it, if it was something else if it was one of the major sports and one of the non-fixed ones uh well i wouldn't even say that but we with with wrestling, these things can come out. Hundreds of people can come forward. I don't think this gets and because of the weird kind of uh, relationship that that these companies have with the media, with wrestling media, the sports media, this doesn't get covered. Yeah, um, that, that's the most this, disappointing yeah. aspect of all of this. I was trying to explain right. to my wife yesterday, like this is a big deal, and she's like, no, like, uh, like. No, not really, because like ESPN's not covering it. Like, there's no dead spin right now to cover. It. The Ringer has nothing on this, because the Ringer does stuff with WWE, sure. and because ESPN has a contract with WWE, it Sports seemingly... Illustrated is constantly being fed yes. press releases, and even a major, uh, you know, a major kind of wrestling media under the Uproxx banner with Spandex has not published since last Friday because their editor has been implicated in this and he had been implicated before Mm -hmm. and they are kind of the other writers there have have spoken about, we don't know what's happening. Uh, There has been no message from them that, you know, you, but you, they, they haven't covered it, but they haven't covered anything. They haven't. So there, there's a, there's a huge gap here, but it does have a political um, analog in the sense that when, when guys or industries or politicians are at a high enough level and they are too big to fail, I mean, Trump and let's be clear that both likely candidates for president have, uh, in Trump's case, uh, multiple thirty-four, uh, thirty-four uh, accusations of sexual assault and rape, and uh, Joe Biden also has a, you know, a very credible accuser as well, um, and that is not going to that you will be hard pressed to find look at someone look at the last time one of a major a major news outlet covered joe biden's accuser tara reed um and look at the last time for trump it's been very very long and the idea that you know i mean for wrestling it's too big for too big to fail stars like a brock lesnar or the guys that are protected like a a matt riddle who they clearly want to make money off of um they're gonna be fine and nothing will really end up coming of this unless there's criminal charges, which is as as we see across the world and across this space, uh, that doesn't always come. It's a statute of limitations. It's he said, she said. It, it 
prosecutor, you know, that people don't want to come forward and, and go that route. So this is, this will end up being, being nothing, but not because the accusations aren't real, but because of the weird space that allows this to happen. That the fact that people who are on the road making $20 in a hot dog don't have someone to go to, to, to report this. And that comes back to kind of the whole organizing of, of wrestling. I mean, that was speaking of organizing, you know, one of the big, one of the ones who kicked this off, actually, we didn't mention, but David Starrs had been a big advocate. Uh, he's a DSA guy and he's a big advocate for a union in wrestling. And he was also has many allegations out. And so that's also like now going to be used kind of against the idea of a wrestling union. So a, a pretty, pretty upsetting week if you've been following along with this stuff and upsetting that, especially that it will not, we won't be talking about it in August. By SummerSlam, this will be a remember when. I mean, especially the sense that wrestling events, you know, the the majors, the major ones can still do do TV shows to no audience, um, but all these indies, no one's working. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of these promotions just won't start back up. A lot of these people will be blackballed. But who knows? By the time wrestling happens again, if people don't remember, those guys will still be working. And be clear, it's it's always guys. So uh, yeah, a pretty uh, pretty crazy week. In, in the world of wrestling for several reasons. So it's not it's so it's not interesting, but it should be pointed out that for a lot of the people that could potentially get coronavirus at a WWE taping, they're super high risk. The chairman mm-hmm. is high risk. Vince McMahon's not a young man. Ric Flair almost died somewhat recently and now he's back in the ring for some odd reason. This is not a good look, but also in Ric Flair's 30 for 30 from a few years ago, there's essentially like not a revelation, but just like an admittance of like, oh, yeah, that's sexual assault. Like he, you can't just like expose yourself, which is what Brock Lesnar was accused of doing in 2004. Mm-hmm. That was just like part of the fun, cute narrative. So like this all relate. This is not every single aspect of what's been going on in and outside the ring is unfortunately not new. And will most likely continue because, like you said, there's not going to be a real crackdown on any of these allegations. In, in, and no offense, but Florida's not doing the best job with making sure their citizens don't die. So it's yeah, not necessarily be, the best time to be a fan of this country or this fake sport. 